0: And so I just would encourage you, through this whole discussion of the love of God, model your life after these verses that we've gone over this whole week, this whole time together. Make this a priority in your life. Make it a priority in your thinking, in your speaking, in your relationships, on how you do business, on your daily walk, on how you relate in the community. Let love rule and reign in your heart. And start putting down the things of the flesh, the sinful nature, the things that would cause you to be arrogant or to be jealous or envious or to give up or to be mean or to act unbecomingly or to just to be self-seeking and insisting on your own rights or your own way or to, to be resentful and to have records of wrong against people. Now put all that stuff away. Give that stuff to the Lord. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse you from that and repent from that today. Don't let another second go by where those things are reality in your life.
1: Welcome to the I Will Be Your Church podcast Virtual Sanctuary. Be strengthened today with the truth of God's love so that you can say to your families, your friends, your co-workers, and your social media worlds. I will be your church. Your host for today's episode is Ben Church.
0: Today I'm finishing our conversation on the love of God based in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love chapter that most Christians are very familiar with, especially if you're married because it was probably read at your wedding. But more importantly, than just hearing it one time in your life and going on, let's make this the foundation of how we live, of what we believe, of how we speak and how we interact with all those around us. It's a good checks and balance system for our lives. I would encourage you once again, print these scriptures out. Write these verses out on index cards. Keep them on your phone, before your face, so that you can memorize them, so that you can recite them and meditate them throughout your day. Because I guarantee that as soon as you start being arrogant one day, that this scripture will will come back up into your spirit, and you'll say, love is not arrogant, love is not conceited, and you'll, it'll be a check on your life. And then you'll begin to yield to that. You'll begin to correct yourself. You'll begin to take action against the fleshly, sinful desires that, that you always have, but you'll be able to override them with the power of the Holy Spirit based on the Word of God that's actually changed your life. That's called being led by the Spirit. That's called being spiritually minded. And if you're spiritually minded, according to Romans 8, that's life and peace to you. That's living true life. That's living in the peace of God. And that's what this scripture is, is representing in 1 Corinthians. It's showing who God is and who he's not, of what love really is and what it's not. The world has its own concept of love. The world's love is an earthly, fleshly love. Uh, it's more of a lust. It's more of self-seeking feeling for others. And that can be twisted, that it can stop and start whenever they want or whenever they feel the need. Uh, Think of how many marriages in our culture are just, you know, people fall out of love. Well, that's not real love. You can literally know if you're in true love or not because love never stops. Remember, it endures. Love endures through everything without weakening So you can honestly judge in your own life, if you're walking in love, if you're living in love, by the endurance that that nature has in your life. Love never fails. That's the very last verse of this chapter that we're going to focus on talking about love. That's verse 8. Love never fails. It never fades out becomes obsolete or comes to an end. That's in stark contrast to the reality that we see around us each and every day in our own lives, in our neighbors, on the media, in our entertainment. The love that we see does fail. The love that we experience most times does become obsolete and comes to an end. But listen to this word right now, from the Lord Jesus Himself. Love never fails. Nothing can separate us from that love. If love never fails, God never fails. If God never fails, that means, since I am in God, God is in me. Ben never fails. I never fade out I never become obsolete, and I never come to an end. Isn't that good news? Put yourself in the passage of Scripture and read that for you, that I never fail, I never fade out, I never become obsolete, or I never come to an end. That's your reality, if you are a believer in Christ Jesus. You'll never fail. It doesn't matter if... You have a temporary setback, or you make a mistake, or something doesn't work out the way you thought it would. Read this scripture, and it will change your perspective. It will change your attitude. It will change your direction when you realize you never fail, because the love of God living within you never fails, never becomes obsolete. It never fades away. We need that right now in our culture. As the wickedness is increasing, we see before our eyes the love of most growing cold. But really, that's the worldly love that the world has hijacked, that the world has redefined as the word love. That's why they're losing it. They can lose it. It's not God. It's not real love. It's a temporary feeling, a temporary commitment, a temporary honor that they give to someone else that can be taken back. But the love that comes from God, that rules and reigns in our hearts, it never fails. It cannot fail. Failure doesn't even exist. It's kind of like the difference between light and darkness. Darkness can be pretty dark. It can be the absence of light. It can be cold, dark, evil, oppressive. All you have to do is is strike one little match, and that darkness is dispelled. Darkness cannot exist in the presence of light, because God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Well, it's the same thing with love. If you inject God's love into a situation, it cannot fail. It cannot not bear fruit. It will bring results because it's who God is. Change your mind to that reality. Let that wash over your mind. Being called brainwashed in the world has a negative connotation. you You never want to be someone who's brainwashed, right? Well, in this situation, I want to be brainwashed. I want the love of God to wash my thinking, to recreate my mentality, to redo my mental synapses and all the connections. I want to have the mind of Christ, have my thinking renewed by the Word of God. Let this be your reality, understanding that God can never fail, love never never fails, that you can never fail when the love of God rules and reigns in your life. Many other things will fail. They will come to an end sometime. But do you realize that the love of God will never cease for eternity? That these attributes of who God is will become your attributes and my attributes for eternity? That we will be living in the state of love forever and ever and ever. That's just so powerful. I tell you, there was times in my life, in my own marriage, that my wife and I didn't love each other. That we had no affection or honor or reverence or commitment to one another. Early on in our marriage. And we both sat down with each other. And we had a discussion and we realized that divorce was not from god that we should not try to separate what god had joined together so we made that commitment to each other at least that was basically the foundation the only thing holding us together we recognized that say and we said to each other well we can't get divorced we we made a decision not to get divorced but where do we go from here and we decided that we gave it to the lord we said lord we're committing to one another and we're committing to you and we ask together That you would do something with our lives, with our marriage. That you would teach us to love. That you would would cause something good to come out of this. And just from that one commitment and one prayer, a love rose up within us. It's hard to describe. Many of you probably experienced this, so you can relate. But it was, it, was a, it was several years for me before I, it, it became a reality. So it was several years, I believe 12 years of a commitment to my wife, day in and day out, and a commitment to the Lord before I could really say, I love this person. I love my wife with a love that, that passes comprehension. And it was, it was less than that for her, I think probably half as, as many years. Until she realized it. But it was worth it. I'll, I'll go 12 years if I can experience a love like this. I understand uh, the scripture in the Bible about Jacob and Laban. Where Jacob had to work for him 7 years uh, for, his, for his wife. I understand that. It's worth it to have a woman whom you love like that. And, and experience this awesome love and commitment. Companionship on such a deep level, it's worth the time and it's worth the commitment and effort that goes into that. But it's worth it for God to actually impart that in you. And so I just would encourage you through this whole discussion of the love of God, model your life after these verses that we've gone over this whole week, this whole time together. Make this a priority in your life. Make it a priority in your thinking, in your speaking, in your relationships, on how you do business, on your daily walk, on how you relate in the community, let love rule and reign in your heart and start putting down the things of the flesh, the sinful nature, the things that would cause you to be arrogant or to be jealous or envious or to give up or to be mean or to act unbecomingly or to just to be self-seeking and insisting on your own rights or your own way, or to, to be resentful and to have records of wrong against people. Now, put all that stuff away. Give that stuff to the Lord. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse you from that and repent from that today. Don't let another second go by where those things are reality in your life. But put them down, nail them to the cross once and for all, and then pick up that cross and follow the Lord. And know that you can rejoice at righteousness and truth. That you can bear up under anything and everything that comes. That you can believe the best of every person. That your hopes are fadeless under all circumstances. That you can endure everything without weakening. And that you can never fail. Because God lives in you. His love is your new nature. That's my prayer for you today. Grab hold of God's love, put it in your heart, put it in your mind, put it in your mouth and go be the love of God to the world around you because you are the church. You represent the love of God. Go out and do it today in the name of Jesus.
1: We speak the blessing of God over your life today, which is the blessing of love. We pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. We pray that the Messiah will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, and that your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. May you experience today the love of the Anointed One, and we pray that as you go about your day, you will be made complete with all the fullness of life, love, and power that comes from God. If you feel blessed by the I Will Be Your Church podcast, Please subscribe so you never miss a day, and then share it with your friends. Check out our website, IWillBeYourChurch.com, to learn more about us, check out Ben's blog, connect with us on social media, and become part of this church family movement.